Hi, everyone. Welcome to the special simulcast of the Neil Haley Show and Celebrity Interviews live from the Grotto with Greg Hanna. Greg, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing amazing. And, uh, you know, Neil, I'm really excited to talk to our next guest because as we are talking off screen, NFL to Congress, I mean, what are we talking about? This is exciting. That's a, yeah, <laughs> for the time we have Steve Largent. Steve, thanks for stopping by. And we're going to also talk about the Super Bowl uh, that I can't believe is coming up very, very soon. And I predict it's going to be the Chiefs. I don't think anyone in the world is going to predict the 49ers because then the story for the NFL would go downhill, wouldn't it, Steve? If it was anything <laughs> yeah, else. That's for sure, yeah. It would be – I don't think only people rooting for the 49ers are in San Francisco, right? Yeah, or people right. that don't like the Chiefs, like yourself. You're probably rooting for the 49ers, right? Uh, no, I'm actually neutral. Uh, I, I just want to see a good game. I don't want to see a blowout or anything like that. I'd like to see a, a close game that's won in the last quarter, the fourth quarter. Now, Steve's an NFL Hall of Famer, and Steve, one of the things I think about is how you destroyed my Steelers, even though the Seahawks weren't that great in the time period that you played. You you had some big good games against the Steelers, didn't you? I Especially did. at the Kingdom. Yeah, uh, at the Kingdom. Yeah, I had a good. I had we. I think we just played one time in, in Pittsburgh, and I had a good game then too. But I remember the Kingdom, and like how you, no one could win in the Kingdom. It was one of the hardest places to play, wasn't it? The Kingdom. It really was. I mean the the. The uh, noise factor was uh, definitely in our favor, and uh, we we had a, we had a, a good record in the NFL uh, in in the kingdom. And, all right, so let, Greg, go ahead with your questions because I know that you're really excited about understanding the transition from NFL to well, I guess, Congress. Well, before we jump on that, I, I always I love when I, we talk to professional athletes, you know, that are either in MLB or NFL, or uh, you know, and so on, and. Like, when did you decide that you wanted to play professional football and what was went through your mind on that? And how did you prepare yourself as a young guy and make that happen? Well, you know, really what happened was um, I wasn't prepared to play professional football at all. Uh, I was when I went to college, I wanted to get my degree. That was my goal. And I got my degree in four years, a degree in biology. And uh, so it wasn't an even even an easy, easy uh uh, degree to get but I did get it and I got it in four years and I was really proud of myself and uh, after uh, it really was uh, the end of May when they had the draft at that time uh, you know I was watching the draft I thought I would be drafted I didn't know when uh, but then I went in the fourth fourth round uh, to the Oilers and I thought hey I'm going to get a chance to play in the NFL and really I had not thought about the NFL um, maybe I did a little bit just before the draft, but not much at all. Uh, I, I was focused on getting my degree uh, out of uh, the University of Tulsa, and I was able to do that. And then, and then the the draft came up, and uh, I knew I would be in the draft, but I didn't know where. Uh, but I was always holding on to that degree as my savior uh, to you know to, to to get a job. So um, you know that I really didn't have a lot of focus on uh, the draft or, or playing in the NFL until I was actually drafted. So would you think that a lot of becoming a student athlete, that's a difficult challenge, student athlete, who ingrained that in you? Uh, you know, I think it was my grandfather. He was the one that encouraged me to go to the university of Tulsa. Uh, but, you know, he, he talked about, you know, the importance of having your degree and uh, working hard for that. And I, I didn't work hard in college at all. I, I ended up graduating with like a two point something. And, uh, you know, I, I just knew that I, I couldn't be successful 
uh, with that kind of lack of focus. And so I, I really upped my game when I went to college, uh, but it really was my grandfather who uh, spent a lot of time with me. My, my folks were divorced when I was six and uh, my grandfather was the guy that really encouraged me to play baseball and football. And, and I did. And, um, and he really encouraged me to go to the university of Tulsa. He had lived in Tulsa for some time. And he's the guy that really said, you know, you can get, a, you can get a good degree and get a good job uh, if you'll go to the university of Tulsa. And of course I did. Wow. And, you know, while you were playing or while you were, you know, learning the ropes at NFL, you know, you probably had a couple of mentors or some people to help you out a little bit. Like anyone in particular stick out in your mind that really uh, helped you learn the ropes and well, get started? Yeah, I, actually, uh, Howard Twilley was a receiver for the uh, Dolphins, and he graduated from Tulsa probably 10 years before I did, 66, 67, something like that. And uh, Howard was a guy that I worked out with a little bit uh, before I went to play in the NFL. And uh, he, he, he really was a guy that uh, would, would talk with me and uh, give me various tips and ideas uh, about playing football, about going to college, getting your degree and things like that. And so, I, I mean, I, I looked up to him. Uh, he was an icon at the University of Tulsa. And uh, the fact that he would take the time to you know, spend with me and uh, we, we ran routes together and threw passes to one another and all that sort of stuff. And uh, it, that, that meant a lot to me. Now, would you say, uh, Steve, that you did you expect to have such a great career? No, uh, I mean, especially <laughs> in Hall of Fame, but you like just playing with the Seahawks, especially coming from Tulsa, which is not a huge no, football but, hotbed but, but, to be successful like that. Yeah, but you're skipping a whole chapter of my my uh, my NFL career. I was drafted by the Houston Oilers in the fourth round, and Bum Phillips was in his second year. And uh, Bum called me into his office six weeks in, into training camp, said, Steve, you're just not going to make our team. We're going to let you go now and give you a chance to play with somebody else. And so Jerry Rome, who was my coach in college, had gone to the NFL and went to the Seahawks. So he had been trying to talk the Seahawks into drafting me uh, before the draft. But then when my name popped up on the uh, waiver wire, uh, he said, we've got to get this guy. And so the Seahawks ended up trading an eighth round draft choice for me. Uh, and I, and I was on my way to Seattle in about 24 hours. And, uh, it was, you know, I, I went from having a really, um, bad experience and, you know, just feeling bad about myself and, and about my, the effort that I put out, uh, with the Oilers, uh, to, you know, getting another chance. And, uh, I, I just wasn't going to let that chance uh, slip through my fingers at that time. Well, you know, in preparation for this, I was just Googling around a little bit, looking at some of your stats. I mean, some some wild stuff in 14 years or in seasons and 13,089 touchdowns. Is that possible or do they have that backwards? I think that's got to be yards, yards run, right? Oh, yeah, yards. Yeah. It's not that. Yeah. I wish it was that many touchdowns. Yeah, right. I'm about to say better, that's yeah. incredible. <laughs> so so more like, a, what, a hundred, couple hundred touchdowns probably? I caught 100, 100 touchdowns. I was the first one to break the 99 touchdown mark. Uh, so I had a hundred. Amazing. That's so great. Wow. And I think that like, let's talk about the accolades NFL uh, man of the year, 1988 first team, all pro 1985, four time, second team, all pro seven time pro bowl, two time NFL receiving yards leader. So that doesn't happen a lot. 
Steve, where someone gets that opportunity to do that. Uh, all 1980s, all decades team, NFL hundredth anniversary, all team, uh, CLC Hawks bring honor. Your number was retired. Bart star award, all these different honors and then getting inducted into the NFL hall of fame. How did that feel Steve to get inducted in the NFL hall of fame? Yeah, I would say it, not bad for a slow white guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, I mean, you know, it was, um, it was magical really. That that's the best way I can describe it. Uh, you know, I, I, I stepped onto the field for the Seahawks, uh, my first year and, and, uh, things really fell into place. Uh, having Jerry Rome as the, uh, offensive, you know, not, not, not the coordinator, but he was, uh, definitely the guy to put the passing game together. Uh, he in, installed our entire passing game from the university of Tulsa into the Seahawks game plan. And so I, I stepped on the field, knew exactly what to do, when to break, when the ball should be there. Uh, and things just happened, uh, magically. Like I said, uh, you know, in, in that first year that I was playing with the Seahawks. And of course I was, I teamed up with Jim Zorn who became the starting quarterback for the Seahawks. And, uh, we had a great career together and, uh, it was, it was just, uh, so much fun. What are like the, the two most memorable, you know, plays or games that you think about often, even now? Well, uh, I, I, I can, I've been asked that a lot. Uh, but I can tell you that my number one memory is not a catch, but a tackle. And that was on Mike Harden after he had knocked me out in a game in Denver with a cheap shot. He was fined $5,000 uh, and all that stuff. But uh, I got him back in a tackle after he had intercepted a ball in the kingdom. And uh, that was my, that was my favorite play. <laughs> That's great. And what do you think as a team, the Seahawks, where does the farthest you guys went when you played for them? We got to the uh, AFC play, uh, the AFC finals. Uh, we played the Raiders who we'd beaten twice in the regular season. They were in our division and uh, we beat the, the, I mean, we, we played the Raiders uh, in LA and uh, Marcus Allen just went off on us. And, and uh, uh, we, it was a close game, but, there was no doubt that the the Raiders deserved the win. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, when you retired, you know, what, like 1990 or so, 89, 89. in that range. Yep. yep. And then you were, uh, you were in the, in Congress, what, 2000, 2001? Uh, uh, no, I, I didn't go until 2004. Oh, 2004. Okay, great. Yeah. So, so what, what did you do in between retirement and Congress and, and how did you, you know, take that path to go to Congress? What, what got yeah. inspired you? Yeah. A great question. I, I, I started off just doing some speaking and appearance work around the country. Uh, and it was really my wife that was just uh, following politics uh, a lot. And she got me to following politics. And uh, she said, you know, I, I think what you really need to do, you need to run for office. And I said, what? You <laughs> think what? And so anyway, uh, I said, okay. I said, let me think about it. Let me pray about it a little bit. And uh, so I did. And and uh, I just thought, I, I told her, I said, you know, um, I, I'm, I, I'm going to run. I'm going to put, you know, uh, X amount of dollars in, in my campaign behind me. Uh, there were about five other candidates that, that were running for this particular, uh, maybe there's seven other people that were running uh, for office. I said, I'm going to run. And if I don't win, 
I said, I don't want to ever hear about this again. And so she said, okay, done. And so I had four kids in school and everything else. And so <laughs> I, I'm there running for Congress. And uh, lo and behold, uh, I actually won the, the race and uh, then won the, the uh, general election and uh, was in Congress in 1995, actually 1994, uh, because I was replacing somebody who had left the seat early. And, uh, and you know, I, in, all, in all fairness uh, to my wife, uh, I, I really enjoyed my time in Congress. Uh, there were so many things I learned about Congress and about the history and about uh, the legislation that was coming before us. And it was a fascinating experience. How did you life after Congress teach you? What did it teach you in that process from learning so much in that the political game to the game of life after? Well, I, it was not a it was not a smooth exit from Congress. Uh, I had actually uh, in my fourth term in Congress, eighth eighth year, uh, had decided to run for governor. And in running for governor, I was the guy for the Republicans uh, in that particular year. And I ended up losing that race by 5,000 votes, which is not a lot of votes, even in Oklahoma. Uh, so uh, it was, it, you know, I, I always said if I ever lost a race, I was never going to stay in politics. I was going to do something else. And so I stayed true to that and uh, ended up getting a job uh, with the uh, trade association for the wireless industry. So AT&T and Verizon and all those guys, T-Mobile, all those guys were uh, in that uh, that that trade association, and uh, I, I I was the uh, I was the leader of that trade association at a time when the wireless was just going crazy, uh, and it was really a fun job. Wow! So, any any predictions in your crystal ball? Who uh, who's going to be uh, next president in twenty twenty four? No, I don't have any predictions for that. It 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 could go any direction. I tell you, it, you know, it's been it's been. Uh, it's been disappointing uh, watching our current president. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that he was really in any physical shape to to do what he's doing, and yet he did, and he won, and uh, and and we're suffering the consequences. But I don't know who's going to win. Uh, I don't have any idea, uh, but uh, I think it will be a battle for sure. All right, let's talk about Grid Iron Greats Assistance Fund. It's yeah. great to be part of that, right? Tell us about that. And again, all again about pork grind appreciation uh, day as coming up very, very soon as well for the Super Bowl. So tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, well, you know, Mike Ditka started the uh, Gridiron Greats Assistance Fund, and he did it because there were so many players that played when he played, played just after he played, and uh, that were really hurting uh, just for, you know, uh, physical things that were going on with their bodies from playing football. Uh, and, and so he started this fund, uh, to help these guys and, and to get them, uh, some, some help from doctors, from hospitals and so on. And so I joined forces with Mike, I don't know, maybe four or five, six years ago. And so the pork rind industry, uh, has uh, gotten on board with uh, Mike and uh, they're making a generous donation for, uh, the, the effort and, uh, for, for these uh, players that really need help. And uh, so, and so I'm helping Mike as well. Excellent. And it's, it, and again, the Super Bowl is the day, right? For the appreciation, right? That's right. Yeah. Uh, pork rind appreciation day is on uh, Super Bowl Sunday. And uh, I think the game will be great. And, and I know pork rinds are great. 
Before I get to the last question, Greg, I want to ask him, what is life after Congress, after the Business and the Trade Association? <laughs> there we go. Are you retired? Or are you still working or still doing you know, stuff? I, I, I do some, I do a few things on the side, uh, speaking and appearance work and stuff like that, but I'm really retired. I still do some things with my kids, not my kids, my grandkids uh, in, in uh, you know, whether they play tennis or basketball or football, whatever. Uh, I still go and watch them play and uh, enjoy that. But I, I'm basically retired. Yeah. Until you run for run for office again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am not not running for anything. <laughs> running away from. <laughs> all right. So yeah, Greg has right. his question that he asks all our celebrity guests. Go ahead. Yeah, Greg. Steve, I'm really excited to ask you this question. I ask everyone uh, that we have the opportunity and privilege to interview. Uh, this is fantastic. And thank you so much uh, for your time. But you know, Steve, tell me, what do you feel is the most important thing in life that you've ever learned? Uh, well, when I was a, a, a sophomore in high school, uh, I went to an organization called um, Young Life. And it was really through Young Life and the leader that was at, at Young Life, a guy named Scott Manley, who's passed away now. But um, Scott talked about Jesus. And I really found myself attracted to the message of Jesus uh, the love of Jesus. And that's really that, that, that relationship with Scott and with young life has, has changed, has changed my life in a dramatic way over a long period of time. And it's having that purpose, Steve, right? No doubt. Once you had that purpose, you're able to utilize that throughout absolutely, your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. The rest of my life. Great. Fantastic. All right. So Steve, just Wikipedia you, right? Wiki you. There's no other way to contact you. Are you on social media as well, Steve? Anywhere? Uh, I, I I look at it, but I don't ever respond to it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, you know, you would think a guy that was ahead of the, the uh, wireless association would be more adept at uh, using his wireless device, but I'm really not. I have to go ask my wife how I do it, but I'm not real big on uh, social media. Uh, you know, I, I read some things every now and then, but uh you know, I'm, I'm at kids football and basketball and soccer and lacrosse games. All right. Well, fantastic. Thanks again, Steve. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you guys. Thanks, Steve. Great. All right, that was a special you simulcast of the Neil Haley show and celebrity interviews live from the grotto. Greg Hanna guys. Take care.